Hurts. He is looking. He is firing for Devontae Smith for a touchdown. The first touchdown of Devontae Smith. All right, guys, welcome back to the Fight Philly Fight podcast. This is Talking Birds with Babe, episode eight. Remember it this time. As always, I am your host, Tom Cunningham. You can follow me on Twitter at Tom underscore FPF Sports HQ. Joined by the best co-host in the game, that is my wife, Brittany Cunningham. You can find her on Twitter at EaglesBabe91. How you doing? I'm here. <laughs> I think that's kind of the general consensus of the fan, this fan base. Uh, it's been a very interesting week, and we're going to kind of get into some of the more interesting things that it's uh, occurred, including a lovely analogy by the Eagles head coach. <laughs> um, guys, as always, this podcast is brought to you by bettinggods.com. If you want an advantage on placing any bets, make sure you head over to bettinggods.com. That is bettinggods.com slash FPF podcast, or head to the fightphillyfightnetwork.com and click the above banner. All right, <clears throat> so we are back. In the thick of it, again, um, and we're going to get into just a few things. Um, really kind of just want to talk about the state of the Eagles, and, and you just kind of can't get past this, and also kind of talk to you all about, stop with the nonsense on certain things, but before we go any further, let's get into some injuries. What are we looking like? Sad news. We've got Miles Sanders has been moved to IR because of that ankle. That poor guy, man. It just, he can't catch a break. <laughs> we also have Zach McPherson is out with his hamstring. Anthony Harris is doubtful with both a hand and groin injury. And J-Jaw is questionable with a shoulder injury. So I'm going to tell you what the most concerning part about the injury for the Eagles is Zach McPherson. Because I, I don't even know who they would dress for... CB because they got rid of Michael Jaquette. Mm-hmm. So there is that Tay Gallon. Shout out to Tay Gallon, by the way, for liking my tweets. Um, so they do have him. Um, I wonder if he'll actually dress, but we'll see. Um, this way they may just pick a fan out of the stands and tell him to suit up. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it might be better. Um, so speaking of the general outlook of this team, wh- what are your thoughts? I'm nervous. I'm I'm very concerned for Sunday's game. I don't know if you want to get into that just yet, but I don't have a lot of faith in this team right now. I'm sure our listeners probably don't either. No, um, and I and I agree. So I, I guess I'm not as bitter as I maybe should be, and I'm pretty bitter. Um, but I it's kind of just expected at this point. Well, it's not. Yes, it's expected at this point. I now I'm going to tell you where my mind kind of just wanders off into like a land of like hatred. So <laughs> the Eagles sucking is nothing new. No, I have been fans of this team. Been down this road before. Much, much longer than most of our listeners, most of our followers on social media and things like that. And I can tell you, I, I've been, we've been, those who have been Eagles fans for more than 10 years can tell you that we've been down this road before. This is not new. We've been down this road before between 
Ray Rhodes and Andy Reid, and then Andy Reid to Chip Kelly, and then Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson. It's it's all the same oh, circle. The Chip Kelly era. Ugh. Um, but one of the main things that I really kind of wanted to bring up was, you know, what continuously I keep seeing pop up in social media. And like at first, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna let it bother me. And then, of course, I'm like, mm, it's bothering me. Is you know, people keep talking about Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Oh, we messed up because we fired Doug Peterson. Oh, we messed up because we let Carson Wentz go. No, we didn't. Stop with that madness. So here's my final thought, and this is literally going to be my final words pretty much on this, okay? As far as Carson Wentz goes, as far as Mr. Carson Wentz goes, a lot of people are like, oh, look how good he's doing in Indy and things like that. Okay, so he beat up on a terrible Houston team, and he absolutely beat up on a not-so-good 49ers team. Like, congratulations. But also, here's the deal, I, and I don't know where this came from, but the thought of Carson Wentz being bad this season like wasn't the goal. We didn't want him to be bad. No. We wanted him to play decent enough because we didn't want him to get benched. So it's crazy to think like we went into this. And I think maybe that's where some fans are getting hung up. Like I get my thought on this was that I never thought Carson Wentz was going to play bad. I thought he was going to play okay. I, I don't think that Frank Wright has fixed him. I still think he looks like the average Carson Wentz we've seen. Yeah. Doesn't look like 2017 Wentz or 2018 Wentz. But he looks like the average Carson Wentz that we've seen. I mean, he didn't leave us to go be this like great, fantastic quarterback on another team. Like he's still playing like Carson Wentz, and like I, I don't wish bad things for him at all. Like I would no. like to see him succeed, but at the same time, I don't feel like we made some big giant mistake. Like everyone's saying, like, oh, we should have never let Wentz go. Like we shouldn't. Why? He would have been playing the same way with us, but we've got not so great O line, and he would have gotten sacked a million times again. So you know, it's just I'm not. I'm not in that same mindset of we fucked up by letting him go. I don't see that at all. No, and I'm I'm right there with you, honestly. I, I really am. And I, I just think that it's just crazy. I'm like, it just let it go. Let it go. He didn't want to be here. So you know what? He's not here anymore. So we're going to move on. There's it. always going to be some people, though, who feel that way. And you can't. And that's fine. You know, and I get it. There's a lot of people, including me. I was extremely invested in Carson Wentz. I was yeah. like, I, I thought that that guy was going to be the it factor for a long time. And it's been a even longer time since the Eagles have had a franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that stuck around more than five years. Like it's, it's been, been a while. Um, but when we're talking about that, so then it goes to Doug Peterson and, I like Doug Peterson, but, and I, and the guys just to let you know, when you all say silly things, I save them. Oh, I save them because I, just for this exact reason, but we're not going to go down that road. We'll leave that alone. Here's the problem with Doug Peterson. He, I think, yes, I think he did have issues with the front office and that's a different, different subject for a different day, but as far as his coaching goes, when Doug Peterson entered the league as a head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, he had an extremely senior staff 
behind him. He had Jim Schwartz, who was a former head coach as a defensive coordinator. He had Frank Reich, who was not only a former player, but has been in the league for quite some time. His positional players or his positional coaching staff was veteran, unlike this one. So that's part of where you see some of the success. Second off, not only he, yes, and a lot of things that get put on, I guess, a pedestal has to do with a lot of, a lot of just mixed emotions because he did get to three playoffs, a Super Bowl and two back-to-back years of playoffs. But you have to put context on that. And that's why I think a lot of people forget. You have to put context on that. So, in essence, we were one Minnesota Viking win and one Dallas Cowboy win from not making the playoffs at all. Mm-hmm. And I think people forget that all the time. Not to mention that he was on a three-season regression. Like, we were not very good. We That's came, an understatement. Yeah, we were, not, <laughs> we were terrible last year. But, at, but in 2019 in a whole, yeah, we finished strong towards the end of the year. But we stunk. 2018, we were not very good. And I think 2018 was the most competitive we looked since that Super Bowl. So take it for what you, whatever it is, but that's my two cents. Your thoughts. I completely agree with you. And I think that a lot of people just think that because Doug Peterson got us a Super Bowl, that he was the guy. You know, he got us to where we needed to be. But like you said, look where we went afterwards, though. We sold our soul for that Super Bowl, I swear, because it's, we progressively got worse oh, every season facts. after that. And like, yes, we've lost players and, you know, we had people retire or get traded. And I understand that happens with teams, but it shouldn't affect you that bad to the point where we went from winning a Super Bowl to like three years later being, you know, what was it? Four and 11 and one or something like that whatever last season was, but I mean, it shouldn't be that bad that quickly. And I do think a lot of that blame is on Doug Peterson because he just kind of lost it. I don't know what happened with his playbook. I don't know if it was the change in roster, but just something, I don't just clicked in him where it just, it was gone. And like you said, I do think that it had to do a lot with, you know, he had a veteran staff and right now we've got, a whole slew of rookies in our set. We've got a rookie QB. You know, I mean, it's just, we're not going to be great this season. It's, it's just, it's not going to happen. And it has nothing to do with Doug Peterson or Carson Wentz. No, and I'm agreeing as well. And I, I would probably go ahead and say that it, it's not even that we're not going to be great this season because we kind of all knew that. And I think we, even at the beginning of the season, we kind of talked about... Everybody has a little bit of hope, though. Um, and I, but what I think the biggest issue is, and I think that's the biggest issue you have, the biggest issue I have, and the biggest issue, period, is just that this team is not even competitive. No. Like, I, and it, it's so hard because, you know, we talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets and, like... We're not much better. No, we're like, not. Like organizationally, like, and it's so hard because people are going to thrash you. But in honesty, in the last two years, we are no better than them. We're not. We're one of the worst teams in the NFL last year, and we are on the verge of being one of the worst teams again in the NFL. And it's just a constant beatdown. And you, you know. And I understand it's oh, how we bad trades and old players, things like that. But this team is not talentless. That's my problem. There's talent on both sides of the ball. 
and just that's what we're getting every Sunday. I don't know if that has to do with the players or with the play calling itself or just a bit of both. I think there's two truths to it. I think both are correct. I, I think that um, some players are a little bit mixed to want to change their ways, Fletcher Cox. And uh, I think that, you know, there's just, I think there's issues on both sides of the house. I, I think both, you know, people are like, oh, Sirianni's play calling is terrible. That's why this team, you know, and same with John Gannon. And all oh, these players are sucking. And you know what? I think there's truth to both. There so is. I agree with you. I think there is truth to both. And it makes me nervous too to hear about, you know, like Pletcher Cox coming out and saying like, you know, he doesn't like the way he's being told to play. And that like makes me nervous. I know I said this last week, but it sounds like our coaches don't have control of the locker room. And it's, we've had this issue before with, you know, like Malcolm Jenkins and Sean Jeffrey and like people talking bad about each other. And it just, I feel like there's, when there's no control in the locker room, shit like this happens all over again. It's so, a whole bunch of he said, she said. I, I agree. Um, and the problem is, is that, so I will tell you that the, and I always stood by this. I mean, I always stood by this. I always said that the two biggest names in that locker room, if they started saying X or started saying Y for fans to panic was Fletcher Cox. And then of course, Jason Kelsey. Mm Mm-hmm. So either of those players start saying something, it's going to be a problem. However, here is where I think a lot of fans are just not putting stock into what Fletcher's saying because, in an essence, Fletcher is also kind of making himself look bad. Like, dude, you're getting paid $20 million this year. You've played in different schemes multiple times before. You, like, just... And, like, I, and there's some truth to what he says, and we talked about this last no. week. There, there's some truth to what he says, but... You know, at the same light, like, dude, you're not being aggressive when you can be either. Like, you're not beating double teams. Hell, you're not even beating when you're just in single coverage. Yeah. So, like, Fletch, look in the mirror a little bit. And that's one thing that I think is throwing. And actually, I think Ruben Frank uh, said it best. You know, that's leaving a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth because he's kind of the, it's not my fault. It's not my problem. You know, yeah. one of those things is like putting the blame on somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Um, first where Jason Kelsey, you know, came out and had a very good thing saying, Hey, he was like, I trust everything, whatever the trust the process. I understand what's going on here. We're just not executing the way we need to execute. And that falls on everybody. And, you know, he said, starts with me. I snapped the ball wrong and we're, you know, we're effed. So, um, of course, Jason Kelsey always being, the man, the myth. Um, do you have anything else before we cut to the commercial? I don't think so. Um, I got nothing else either. I'm rambling. <laughs> I know. So, we'll move on. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be back after this. Hey, Eagles fans. Do you want to have the competitive edge when placing your bets? Join the already thousands of members over at bettinggods.com. Why join bettinggods.com? Because you get tips and picks from experts, years of industry experience, and help and guidance in all aspects of your bet. And most of all, it's free. That's right, folks. Sign up. It is free. So what are you waiting for? Head over to bettinggods.com slash podcast, or head over to fightphillyfightnetwork.com and click the banner above. All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back to the Fight Philly Fight podcast. 
So after we finished off our little 15-minute rant of the craziness that is this team and this organization, <laughs> um, any final thoughts on any of that minus just the more like a flower inside the <laughs> fertilizer, whatever. I don't even know what the fuck. The memes that have come out of that, though, are gold. I so know, I, I have enjoyed that. Shout out to my boys at 4th and John. My man, E-Rock, that shit was the funniest thing. Like, <laughs> that I needed made my that morning. Today. I was laughing so I needed hard. that today. <laughs> that, that was good, man. Shout out to you, bud. Um, also, shout out to my man, Chip. Chip for the birds. Uh, he joined me for my first live weekly stock up stock down um it's always fun he is quite the character on uh twitter he makes makes me laugh quite a bit and um his passion is about the same as mine and we're just understanding how much this team has hurt us so <laughs> um you got anything else no i think we should get into some weekly pickums. let's do it because i sucked last week you did it's terrible <laughs> everyone let me down well, we only split it on three, and I got two of them right, although the one I wished that I got wrong would have been the birds, but oh well. All right. Um, let's start off with, all right, we, well, that Green Bay-Arizona game, we both had picked Arizona. I don't know what the hell happened there, but. It looked like the Eagles. It did. It really, it really bad. It really did. Um, that was not a good showing. No. Not a good showing at all. But, all right, let's start off with, we've got the Carolina Panthers at Atlanta. I want to pick Atlanta. Yeah, I think so too. Panthers have kind of just lost whatever momentum they had. It's like they lost to us, and that was it. Um, we've got the Dolphins at Buffalo. 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 49ers against the Bears. I'm picking Bears. You're going to pick the Bears? I am going to pick the Bears. I just feel like they've got, they've got, you know, I think a random one up their sleeve. There's always one. You need to go to the 49ers. I don't want to, but yeah, I'll split it with you. <laughs> I mean, they both kind of suck. So. Yeah, these are this week is not going to be an easy, easy go ahead and pick No, we're one. probably going to get a lot of these wrong, but it yeah, is oh, yeah. what it is. All right, we've got the Steelers versus the Browns. I'm going to go ahead. Is I don't know, and the reason why I don't know is because the Browns, are, I think, are missing. I think Landry's back, but I think Diamond People Jones and Odell Beckham were questionable. Is Baker back yet, or is Keenum still playing? I don't know. I'm still going to pick the Browns. Sure. Copycat. All right, we've got the Titans versus the Colts. So what's crazy about this game is that somehow the Colts are, I think, favored. Well, I mean, like I said, I keep saying this week after week, I'm broken record, but I mean, Tennessee has just been all over the place. They are so unpredictable this season. You know, you lost to the Jets, which beat Kansas City and Buffalo. I don't, I don't, I don't know. So also to kind of bring this uh, in, in as far as in mention goes, this is also a hard game for Eagles fans to root on because in one sense, if the Colts win this game, they are very much alive and their chances of taking over this division is very high, which means our first-round pick from them, our potential is going to be very high. Yes. Um, but if they lose at that point in time, I think the Titans have pretty sizable lead on them. I think three games. They're in the same division, right? Yeah, yeah. Those two, yeah, they're division so, rivals. And that would be a division sweep. Yeah. So I think it's three games. So, yeah, that's... I don't know. It's a tough one. I'm going to go ahead and say Colts are going to probably take it. Oh, get out of my head. I was going to pick the yeah, Colts, Yeah, I think the too. Colts are going to take it. 
All right, and then we've got the Bengals versus the Jets. The Jets. <laughs> You're not serious. No, I'll take uh take the Bengals. Cincinnati. All right, we've got the Rams versus the Texans. Uh, I think Rams. the Rams will be okay. Yeah. Saints Chargers. Chargers. No, New England Chargers. Oh, why did I think Saints? I don't know. I can't read tonight. Uh, Patriots Chargers. Just kidding. Uh, I'll take Chargers. Jacksonville, Seattle. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Um, and even with no Russell Wilson, I feel like Seattle should be able to take this game. I wonder if this is going to be like a Jacksonville upset. Like, it'd be awesome if Jacksonville won another game. Because that means our first round pick would be amazing. I think I think Seattle's going to win. Yeah, I don't see Jacksonville taking that game. All right, Washington versus the Broncos. <sighs> So the Broncos have definitely been exposed. Um, they are not very good, but neither is the Washington football team. Um, I don't know. I think I'll take a football team. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, they still have Chase Young. And they still have Chase Young. By all the way, right. you all can have Ryan Kerrigan back, too, while the fuck you're at it. <laughs> all right. Now we've got Bucks Saints. Bucks. Oh yeah, Tampa Bay. All right, th- I think this is going to be a good game. Um, Dallas versus Minnesota. You know, it's funny because someone else—I've heard that before, but I really just—I think Dallas is going to walk over them. I think Dallas is going to win, but I don't think but, it's going to be an easy handed to them win. The thing I think I heard, what I don't think I heard it. I did hear it. I think it was on Bleeding Green Nation about how like. The Cowboys are kind of due for that, like, fault game. Like, you know, so much has been going right. So much momentum is going. Like, like they're, it's coming to be, like, that down-to-earth mm-hmm. type of win. And also, apparently, there's still word out if Dak is going to be eligible to play. I think if they're on the line, he's playing. Because apparently, if they didn't have a bye week last week, like, he wouldn't have not, he would have not played. Um, so that kind of just lucked out for them there. So, but I will still take Dallas. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm gonna take Dallas. I thought about you sure it. You, yeah. you should split that one. I don't want to split. Let it. me catch up a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we've got the Giants versus Kansas City. Kansas City. Are you sure? Kansas City. Yeah. All right. Because Kansas City needs this game desperately. It's at Kansas City. Yeah, and it's at home. The Giants are complete trash, and if the Kansas City Chiefs lose to the Giants, they need to absolutely blow up this roster. Like, (laughs) blow up that roster. And I just don't think Andy Reid's going to allow it. So I'm going to take Kansas City. Yeah, I'll take Kansas City. Which leaves us (sighs) the Philadelphia Eagles at the Detroit Lions. So the Eagles opened up as three-and-a-half-point favorites, which is freaking bananas um because they're not they're just i don't i the lions are a bad team they are a really really bad team but they try their they best. do try and they still put up points well it's not even put up points is that they give good teams a run for the money they do like they had the rams on the ropes they had i mean shoot they had that baltimore game one 
But then again, we've also seen Baltimore kind of fall to grace a little bit a couple times. So mm-hmm. I don't know what to make of that game. But they're giving good teams bad like bad issues. Let alone, you know, they've had some stinkers as well. But yeah, um, no, that, that Rams game, they were up. By two possessions, and then in typical Lions fashion, they lost it. Yeah, and that seems to be kind of the, kind of the. But what makes they me suck nervous? In fourth quarter, and we thrive in fourth quarter, so that's kind yeah. Of, but what makes you nervous though is that they had no problem putting up points, and we do have problem putting up points unless it's in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you what I think the biggest, the biggest matchup is going to be because, like, I think the defense. I, I mean, the defense has to do something if. If we, if the defense allows more than 20 points out of this Lions team, blow it up, sell everybody, and put out an entire practice squad roster for all I care for the remainder of the season. And I am being serious. Like, Jonathan Gannon, I get it. You want to stick with your scheme, but I have seen you adjust before, just like you did. The Carolina Panthers game. I have seen you adjust before. Do not bring whatever the hell you brought out onto that Oakland Raiders or Las Vegas Raiders field again. That was the most atrocious defensive attempt I have ever seen. Aggressive, my ass. Ever. Like, that, like, I wasn't, I wouldn't say ever. That was bad. That was like putrid bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, that's terrible. Um, so they do have that Lions offensive line sucks. Lions missing a ton of defensive players. So, um, but it, like, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable about this game. I just don't. There's like such a 50, 50 that we're going to hand this team. Their first win. Their first I, win. I stand by I like, I, I'm picking Detroit to win. You're going to die on that hill. I am. Let's split it. You want to split it? All right, I'm picking Detroit. And then I've got a question for you. Mm. So, we recently just traded Joe Flacco. Mm -hmm. I talked about this last podcast saying, you know, you corrected me, you know, he's QB2, Minshew's QB3. But now Minshew's QB2. So, do you think there's an opportunity that if Hertz is playing bad and say the Lions are ahead of us in the first half, do you think there's a chance of him being benched and then bringing out Minshew? There's not a non-zero percent chance, but if there, so here's my thought process, and I think this is kind of the general thought process in general. Like, say general <laughs> six more times. I think this is the general yeah. thought process in a in a whole. Is if if you're benching Jalen Hurts, almost equivocally. He's not your guy. You have admitted that that's not the guy. He's not the future. You've seen all you can see, and you move on. If you bench Jalen Hurts for a half following that game, kind of what they just did with Sam Bradford, mm-hmm. um, or Darnold, excuse me, Sam Darnold. I, don't, I always get those. They look the same. I don't know what to tell you. It's been a long um, time. <laughs> you know, kind of what they did with Darnold. Hey, he's still number one. He's starting this week. You know, sometimes they just need, you know, a reset moment or whatever. I mean, personally, what do you gain from it? Like, I like, and it kills me. Minshew is not a good quarterback. And you know what? He's going to come in and he might have a solid game. That's just because people haven't played him in forever. 
If this guy was such a good quarterback, he would have stayed with Jacksonville, and Jacksonville would have not picked Trevor Lawrence. He's not a good QB. I don't think he's terrible. I don't... He's not good. He's had some fun moments, you know, the little mustache and the hair, looking like an 80s porn star. Cool. You know what, to me, he's the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. That is what I think Gardner Minshew is. I think there's moments where he gets hot and he's on fire, and there's moments where he's cold and you're like, Jesus, get him off the field. Like, for the love of God, please get him off the field. And I, I don't want that. I'd rather know a product that I'm going to get each week. He is nowhere near the athleticism as Jalen Hurts does or the escapability. So what do you gain? Also, this light, if I mean, if Jalen Hurts is playing so bad, then yeah. I would say on the season, there's probably 40% chance. Mm-hmm. In this game... I don't think he'd get benched for the season. I was just asking No, for, I wouldn't for say for, even for the season. I'm saying some point in this season, oh, okay. Gardner Minshew seeing the field, I would say 40% chance. Yeah. If... The, I mean, unless he is putrid bad, um, which I just don't see him doing. I just don't see him being No, bad. I don't see him. But I, I mean, know. he hasn't really played... He has. He's had some bad games, but I mean, he hasn't been to the point where he needs to be benched. He's played the same as he played last. Or shows us just enough to be invested, and then enough to be like, ooh. No, I don't know. I like Jalen Hurts, but I just I feel like this is like my high school sports mentality, which it has been a while since I've been in high school sports. But Old I've ass. had games before where if I got benched because I wasn't playing well, that in my mind was like, oh fuck. I need to do better. I need to step up my game. I need to practice harder, like get to where I need to be. That was just my mentality was, all right, if I'm getting benched from a game and I'm a starter, then I need to do something better. So you're saying like, you know, I don't think, or you're saying benching him wouldn't do anything, but maybe that might be a mentality. Oh, I didn't say it wouldn't do anything. I'm saying as far as Oh, you like, know, you were saying, I don't know what they would gain from yeah, it. I was just thinking like maybe, mindset. And maybe that's what they could gain from it. Because we're talking about the same guy who got benched for Tua, which I always think is hilarious because I always thought Jalen Hurts is better than Tua. We're talking about a guy who's getting benched for Tua, then comes in when Tua gets injured, wins the national title, and then heads off to Oklahoma and absolutely puts out some serious numbers. Mm -hmm. 50 Overall touchdowns. I mean, he wasn't a scrub in college. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a scrub, but... I think he's still learning the NFL. And and I I think, you know, give him the full... Just give him the full season. If he's not the guy, he's not the guy. And I I do, but I... Let him ride it out. Let him ride it out. Because I'm telling you what, unless Russell Wilson's walking through that door, which I doubt it. He's not. Unless Aaron Rodgers is walking through that door. Don't want him. Freaking highly doubt it. There's, there's nothing. This QB class is not a good class. It's just not. I don't think any of these QBs coming out are off the gate caliber starting quarterbacks. I think maybe they'll give Jalen Hurts competition, but I think ultimately Jalen's going to win. Jalen has the respect of this team. He has the leadership qualities to have. Like that's like you're that's unfair to a rookie to do. Yeah, as considering he's a rookie, we should build a team around him. So I don't know. But that would be awesome if Russell Wilson came. But I don't think it's going to happen. But it would be great. It would be awesome. But it's not going to happen. No. Come on, Russell. Um, so, we're split. <sighs> I'm hoping you win this one. Me too. Because here's my other point to this. And I'm going to try to do my best to get this article out. Actually, on InsideTheEagles.com. 
is like a few of the major reasons why I think this is a must-win game for this team. And one of them is because if you lose to the winless Detroit Lions, like that's pretty much all she wrote for this season. Like I, you can win a few more games between the Giants and the Broncos and whoever, and cool. It will be five and twelve. But good God, if you lose to the winless Giants or Lions, Lions, they suck too. But um, yeah, the same scores us. <laughs> if, in all honesty, if they. Just, I mean that that just proves that we're trying to tank, and or maybe we're not I, trying to tank. Maybe we say, just suck that bad. No, I don't I, know. That's what I'm saying. That's like where I really think it is. Like, and now, like, if we lose, it is rock bottom. Yeah, you are a rock bottom of this season, and like we all thought it was rock bottom in 2019 when we lost to the Dolphins. We thought it was rock bottom in the opening week when we lost to Washington. Like. It, I'm telling you, this. Well, we lost is... to Detroit last year too, didn't we? No, it was. Was that the season before? Oh, okay. Yep. That's what I was saying. We handed one of three wins to Detroit the yeah. year before. Um, good job, Jay Jaw. Um, but that was a that was a defensive like collapse. The whole defense just sucked. <sighs> I digress. Anyway, um, any more thoughts? No, so, I just really don't want to lose on my favorite holiday. I know, I know. That's to a to a yeah. winless team. Well, so here's the deal: apples to apples, the Eagles should definitely be able to beat the Detroit Lions. If you're looking at PFF numbers, things like that, the Lions rank worst in pretty much everything. They have tons of injuries on their defense, tons of injuries on their offense. They have pretty much nobody for his offensive weapons, like. We should win this we game. We should I'm definitely stress the word should, though. But the two things I have a problem with is I don't think we're going to handily win this game. No, it's going to be a fight. And, and it shouldn't be. Um, and, of course, it's in Detroit. America. I don't even know if that matters. You can't have shit, Detroit. <laughs> Whatever. That's all I have. How about you? That's all I've got. All right, guys. Stay positive. Just pray for us all um, <laughs> to stay positive. And like I said, you know, you're going to hear us vent. And, you know, we hope that some of this venting kind of inner channels your frustrations. And we get it. We understand. But like I said, we've been through this before. Yes, Howie Roseman is extremely questionable. Yes, Sirianni and Gannon are not panning out as we enter week eight of the season. But I have faith in Jeff Lurie that something eventually is going to click. Something's going to click in him. That he's like, ooh, and I and I hope, and that's one of the reasons why I actually am like. So if we lose to the Lions, because that's got to be like, oh, we're bad. Because like the Dolphins game last, or in 2019, that was like the, ooh, we got some freaking problems here. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I hope that becomes the same for us uh, this year as well. So. Hit rock bottom and hope we change. Well, in our life, please don't lose the Lions for the God bless America. Please don't lose the Lions. I really hope our post game review is a happy one. I hope so as well. All right, guys, especially shout out to the Eagles fan 22. He said, I appreciate you guys finally doing a post game podcast and we appreciate you and we'll see you again on Sunday. Hopefully, not in a bad mood. That would rock. Um, but if not, guys, enjoy your Halloween safely. Have fun with the families. Hopefully that becomes the better, brighter spot 
Um, and hopefully the Eagles win just becomes the moral victory of the day. Woo! As always, guys, I'm your host, Tom Cunningham. Find me on Twitter at Tom underscore FPS Sports HQ. She's Brittany Cunningham. You can find her on Twitter at EaglesBabe91. If you like, make sure you subscribe. And rate us. Give us a five-star rating. You can find all of our work at fightphillyfightnetwork.com. And you always find some of my work at insideeagles.com. Got anything? Fly, Eagles, fly. Please fly. Please don't die. <laughs> Please, Please don't, don't suck. Die. Please don't suck. <laughs>